You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Thursday, September 21st. Just a couple of days away from the Chiefs' Week 3 matchup against the Chicago Bears. So let me welcome in the leader-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, uh, it's been an interesting week ahead of this Week 3 matchup against what appears to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Chicago Bears. But we're trucking along and trying to pay attention yeah. to what's going to happen on the field on Sunday between these two teams. Yeah, it is an odd week, and I know we're going to get to we're going to get into why it's odd on on both sides of this, both Chicago and and Kansas City. Uh, but you would have thought that I think coming into this week, you know, you'd be happy to play the Chicago Bears, uh, and then you know, as we're going to get to here, you got a laundry list of injuries for Kansas City from Andy Reid yesterday. Yeah, and the Chiefs will take the practice field later this afternoon. We should hear from the coordinators later on today, so make sure you're on the lookout uh, for that on From the Podium right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And the Chiefs did have a lengthy injury report yesterday. And I I saw some people kind of saying, like, why didn't we hear about any of these injuries after the game? And it's insane that we didn't hear about any of this until Wednesday. And... I just have to remind people, like, it it seems like this is an issue every single year with these kinds of things. This is how the Chiefs operate. This is not a new circumstance. After the game, Andy Reid never offers up anything about injuries unless it is a serious, significant injury where he can say, like, yeah, it seems like that guy is done for the year. Like, other than that, he's just, oh, he tweaked this, he tweaked this, we'll know more later in the week. They don't ever offer anything up, so... I'm not surprised that we did not know about all these things that we did see Nick Bolton and Willie Gay leave the game for a period of time on Sunday. But uh, Wednesday's injury report included running back Isaiah Pacheco, who did not practice. He's dealing with a hamstring wide receiver. Richie James is dealing with a knee injury. Andy Reid sounded more concerned about that injury than any of the rest. Kadarius Tony dealing with a toe injury. He did not practice Nick Bolton an ankle Willie Gay dealing with a quad. Both of them out of practice. Legarius Sneed limited once again. Jawan Taylor uh, was a full participant. Justin Watson, Nick Jones, both have injury designations, but both were full participants. So 
that's a lot of players in only week three <laughs> of the NFL season. Yeah, to your first point, if, if you want to see just how much Andy Reid likes talking about injuries, go back to the press conference after Travis Kelsey gets injured on that Tuesday. Uh, probably as grumpy as he's been in a long time. Any kind of injury, Andy Reid doesn't like to necessarily answer all the questions and, and be forthcoming with maybe all the information because it, it just leads to wild speculation. And I think a lot of times he doesn't necessarily have the answers or how long the time span is going to be for that player to return. So as you're mentioning, uh, if it seems minor at the time, Reid is never going to even describe that at the podium. The one injury that he did mention was that of Tenarius Tony. said he had a problem with his foot after the game. And that has now become a toe, uh, which uh, can be one of those injuries that is fickle, that can last with the player, just depending on the severity. And sometimes we see a player back in a week or two. Other times it, it could be as long as four to six weeks if, if it ends up being that turf toe thing. So we'll see about Kadarius Tony. Andy Reid said that Pacheco, Tony, Bolton, and Gay are day-to-day. Richie James, he mentioned his – MCL, and to me that maybe sounds like an, an IR situation that remains to be seen. The Chiefs have not made a roster move yet. Uh, we didn't see Kadarius Tony during the media look, uh, and I, I again, I, I think because of his toe, I think I'm in doubt for him playing this weekend. We'll see what his status is on Thursday. Isaiah Pacheco and Willie Gay Jr., they were out at practice, and for me, I think that's a good sign. They didn't have a helmet on. They didn't go through the practice, but they were out there watching. I know that Isaiah Pacheco was seen taking mental reps I still think it's a stretch for Pacheco to play against the Chicago Bears. I don't think the Chiefs would ever admit this at the podium, but do they really need Pacheco to beat the Bears with the way things are going for them? I don't think they, they do necessarily. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jarek McKinnon, probably an elevated LeMichael P. Ryan could get the job done. So I think they're a little bit more cautious there. What stood out is Andy Reid said that both Gay and Bolton, though they didn't practice, they did go through the walkthrough. And that usually indicates that the Chiefs are preparing to – take on the Bears with them available, even if they're not practicing at the beginning of the week. So I feel pretty good about the linebackers being able to suit up. Might just be rest days for them. They might be truly day-to-day. I feel like they'll be a little bit more cautious with Pacheco. I have my doubts on Tony, and I think Richie James is a long-term thing. I want to circle back to Kadarius Tony here because obviously the toe issue, not practicing, and after a player who missed all of training camp, not really what you want to see for a guy that at one point we had high hopes for. I think those hopes have changed slightly as this thing has moved along and we're very early in the season. But I think that with Richie James likely missing time and Andy Reid seem like it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty serious injury that could cause him to be out for a while. And our very own Ron Cott brought this point up and now Kadarius Tony's not healthy, but we kind of need to see who the chiefs are going to use as their starting kick returner. And all fingers would point to Justin Watson stepping in if Kadarius Tony is unavailable, but with Tony's injury history and his inability to stay on the field and the chiefs kind of only deploying him in this gadget player type of limited snap role, I kind of feel like Kadarius Tony, if healthy would be the most effective return guy on the team for the Kansas city chiefs. If he is healthy and if he can play on Sunday, I just don't know that they've totally given up the idea of him actually ever being like this full-time top wide receiver for them. Yeah. I know that we were all obsessed with the chiefs keeping seven receivers, but I think on Sunday it's going to be five. 
and and the injuries happen really quickly. And maybe part of the reason they kept seven was because they know that there's a chance that Tony won't hold up and they'll have to have guys that can go each and every week. Uh, we could be completely wrong about this. Again, stay with us at arrowheadpride.com to see Tony's practice status. He could very easily be uh, limited. We All we get, Steve, is, is toe. Uh, so, you know, to me, we don't, we don't know how severe, you know, could it be just dinged up or, you know, is it more serious? Uh, so right now, uh, I, I think we got to wait and see. Like I said, I had my doubts when it comes to the returner thing. I actually sought out Justin Watson in the locker room yesterday. And I, I, you know, said, look, we know that it might be long-term with, with Richie. How do you feel about being the returner again? And, and he said, he's already gone up to special teams coordinator Dave Tobe and told him that he's ready to do it. And this is a guy that I think has just a really interesting story here where I think after his time with, with Tom Brady and the Bucks kind of fizzled out, uh, didn't really have this rapport with Tom Brady. If you really look at the numbers when Brady was playing and you know, Watson wasn't really involved, probably staring at the end of his career makes the team after going down to camp Pat last year, is able to, to come up in some big spots uh, and really has learned the playbook uh, inside and out. And he can go in in any position. I remember when the Chiefs had more receivers ahead of him last year, he was always the guy, if someone had a shoelace on time, could go into play at any position. I mean, that's just really valuable for the Chiefs. And so there's always this willingness to do whatever the team needs. And I, I, say, I, think, I think Justin Watson gets a really bad rap from Chiefs fans. And I, I think early on in this season with the yards he's accumulated, you can see how important he is to the team, especially without some of those veteran presences that you know you had last year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs go with Watson. I wouldn't be stunned if they maybe go in the direction of Sky Moore. Uh, the good thing about this is that, uh, as you know, Steve, from doing all the From the Podiums here on the AP Podcast Network, uh, Dave Tobe is pretty forthcoming. He doesn't hold back. I say – Coach Tope, uh, how do you feel about, uh, you know, McCole Hardman in the past as a returner? Oh, he's a little shaky. I mean, he's the one, he's yeah. the one coordinator we get that isn't afraid to tell you what direction they're going to go in. So I, I think we'll have an answer as to who will be returning kicks uh, just a couple hours. So, you know, if you're wondering that, we'll, we'll have, certainly have an article at arrowheadpride.com and uh, we'll be discussing it in our live report, right, Steve, tomorrow. Yeah. Dave Tubb is usually pretty upfront about that stuff. So I expect we'll have an answer on the return game later on this afternoon on from the podium. Um, and, and it's also worth mentioning Justin Watson through two games has been the chief's most consistent down the field target. And I, I'm as guilty as anybody of criticizing their use of Justin Watson, wanting to see some younger players like Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross, but with the injuries, we might get our first glimpse of them and actually see them try to utilize those guys a little bit more this weekend. Uh, another thing that I feel like was buried in yesterday's injury report with the laundry list of players who were added to it was the fact that Travis Kelsey is off the injury report now. And, you know, he was on a limited snap count in week two against Jacksonville and, you know, maybe it didn't look like he had that, that Travis Kelsey pop that we're always used to seeing. But I also think it's just you know, missing time, them easing him back into action. So him being off the injury report is just a positive sign moving forward. And hopefully we see yeah. Travis Kelsey deployed in his full offensive role this weekend. Something I noticed at yesterday's media look, and see, we only get 20 to 25 minutes on Wednesday and Thursday. It's shorter on Fridays. One thing I noticed is that Kelsey had shed any kind of compression sleeve on his knee. And to me, that means that 
the Chiefs feel comfortable and he's getting close to 100%. I don't know if he'll be 100% this weekend. I, I feel like the, the injury was significant. But I wouldn't be stunned if he's in the 85, 95 window of percentage. And I, I think being off the injury report is a huge thing. Uh, Steve, I, I know you're a fan of fantasy football. After I saw Travis Kelsey without any knee braces, I went ahead and dropped Sky Moore for Tank Dell last night. Because <laughs> uh, after 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 Travis Kelsey's 100%, you know that Patrick Mahomes is, is looking in his direction and he ends up with you know 8 to 10 targets per game. And it just is a crapshoot on the rest of the receivers. And to Mahomes' credit, they have a lot of success when they're spreading the ball around. And I just think it's a different-looking offense when – uh, Kelsey is back and and involved and so for me that's such a good thing and l- like I said I I just see it being Kelsey's going to be the guy every week like we've seen in previous years and it's going to be the next pass catcher we're, we're always I think in the preseason well who's going to be that guy after Kelsey I think it's going to be a lot of different choices after Kelsey now moving forward and hopefully uh, the best tight end in, in maybe Chiefs history maybe NFL history can stay on the field. Yeah, so good news for the Kansas City Chiefs there. Um, Personally, I'd still like to see some veteran rest days for Travis Kelsey at some point here in the near future, but being off the injury report is all we want to see for the Chiefs' future Hall of Famer. Uh, Moving to the Chicago Bears side, I don't know if you could have had a much worse Wednesday uh, just from a public point of view perspective for the Chicago Bears. Uh, things kind of fell apart and it's not really where you want to be as an organization and as a team uh, ahead of your matchup against the defending Super Bowl champions. But they play starting left tackle Braxton Jones on injured reserve with the neck injury yesterday. Obviously, huge ramifications for this game and the impact the Chiefs defensive line could have especially since the Chicago Bears offensive line already wasn't playing well. Then Justin Fields speaks to the media and makes a comment about, you know, he's kind of overwhelmed and and blaming it on coaching. I I think a little bit of that was overblown. And I I think that we as sports media, we pick those things up and we love to pounce on those, especially when a player backtracks, which, which Justin Fields did. Then Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams also resigns yesterday. We're still waiting on details on that, so we're not going to get super into that. That's a, a, a slippery situation. It just seems like the Bears are in total chaos right now, and it should work to the Chiefs' advantage in week three. Yeah, I I try to always paint this picture from a Chiefs perspective, and it, it, it's tough to do when you have a day like that. But the Chiefs have had some tough days. Uh, in their in their franchise as far as record and seasons and things like that so it's it's one of those poor years in the pre even Alex Smith days try to think of one of those years and those seasons where the Chiefs were battling to be relevant and then all of a sudden what pops up on your schedule after maybe a disaster day or whatever at your facility or whatever's happening within your team you have the Super Bowl champions on next on the schedule and you're going to play them in their house and it's just an absolute mess I mean if you're ever going to pull off an upset like the Detroit Lions were able to do you kind of have to have your ducks in a row. And so Justin Fields with the, the double press conference, and, and then you have the situation with Alan Williams, and we don't even know exactly what's happening there, but bottom line is he resigned in the middle of the week. Sometimes I think your team can get some juice from that when it's like a head coaching change. But this situation in one way or another, we don't really know what's going on, but it just seems a little bit too weird for it to be anything positive from this game. Uh, as this all was happening in Chicago, I was in the media room working on stuff for AP and, and you know, otherwise. And I turned to one of my colleagues in the media room, who's another outlet, uh, and 
he turns to me and, and he, he says, you know, if the Chiefs don't win this game by 20, there's a real problem here. And <laughs> that to me is correct. Like, I, I, I know that it, it's never a case where you just want to look past the team. But there's a difference between looking past the team like, let's say, the Detroit Lions and opening night. Not to say I'm not saying the Chiefs looked past them, but I, I'm just trying to give that as an example. Uh, and and what's happening in Chicago. I don't think this is like a, oh, you know, we don't think Chicago is as good as us thing. This is a, no, they are a complete disaster right now, and the Chiefs have everything together, injuries or not, and they should beat this team mercilessly. I can't even say that word correctly. I'm, I'm so <laughs> fired up about it. But I, that, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, I don't think that they should even be in the game, and, and that's just the vibe that I'm, I'm getting. Uh, normally when we say things like that, it's interesting in the fourth quarter. So uh, maybe for the sake of Chiefs fans, uh, I'll, I'll you know take that back for what it's worth. I just I just think these are two teams on very different ends of the spectrum right now. I 100 percent agree. Um, you know, it's cliche to say this is a get right game for the Chiefs offense, but you're not going to get a better matchup than what the Chicago Bears have put on paper in the first two weeks of the season. Their defense doesn't generate pressure. Their secondary is not particularly talented. Their offensive line is falling apart and they cannot move the ball offensively. Like uh, On top of everything else that is going on in their organization right now. And I know there's been some, well, you know, this is the kind of game where they could, they could get up because they're embarrassed and, you know, try to go into Arrowhead and, and beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Now this isn't that kind of game. Like I am not getting right. that kind of vibe from this team right now. This is, an organization that is totally dysfunctional at the moment. And this is the type of opponent the Chiefs should just absolutely smack and have an easy win where they just coast from start to finish on Sunday and wind up winning by 20 plus points. Yeah. I just, I feel like if somehow, like, like, I'll just say this, I'll put it this way. If somehow the Bears were able to pull off this upset, I would be absolutely stunned. I, I it shouldn't be a game. And I think the the problem also for the Bears is that yeah, the Chiefs are one and one and they were able to put things together last week, but the defense looks outstanding. Chris Jones looks like he could actually be in that conversation for defensive player of the year. I, I don't know if and I think I kind of think it's Mike Micah Parsons and everybody else, but if he didn't exist, he would be right there. And then on the other side, you have a pissed off Patrick Mahomes right now about just how the offense has looked like really pissed off. And you don't want to play a pissed off Patrick Mahomes, especially when you don't have your organization together for one reason or another. And so, man, um, it, it is really interesting to me. But I, you know, I, I just can't wrap my head around this, this possibly being a game on Sunday at Arrowhead, especially with the Bears having to go on the road after all this stuff is going on. I will add that all of us probably felt the exact same way last season when the Chiefs played the Colts and lost. Um, yeah. But yeah. This still well, even can, feels different than that. Game, you can lose the game on your own right. Like yes. If you make seven mistakes, of course. I mean, this is still an NFL team. But say the Chiefs play clean football. I'll, I'll put it this way. If the Chiefs have no turnovers, or let's even give them one, and they're able to either equal or win the turnover battle, there is no way the Bears can win this game. Absolutely no way. And I, I just think that's kind of the qualifier there because you're right. You know, we were probably saying the same things against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, but this feels different uh, than even right. that game. And yeah, it took a lot of Chiefs mistakes. And I, I think this is a type of game where even if the Chiefs uh, shoot themselves in the foot, 
they could still overcome all of that and, and still win this game by multiple touchdowns. Like it, it's just that bad for the Chicago Bears right now. But he's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. Make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com. We'll have an updated injury report later for you this afternoon. We'll have a from the podium. Uh, we got plenty of other content coming out your way for the rest of the week, covering every angle of this Chiefs matchup against the Chicago Bears. Reminder, we will be live at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So if you got any questions you want to get in ahead of time, uh, you can do that by submitting a five-star review. Uh, and you can ask some, ask some questions there. We'll check those in the morning. If not, you can join our live stream on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Try to submit questions there. We'll answer all of them ahead of uh, Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. We will talk to you guys tomorrow at 9 a.m. sharp. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.